Welcome to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show helps founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. What's for season three? This season is for creators and creatives in the digital economy. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wicked Thoughts. We have your guest today, Mr. AJ Dimarukot. So AJ here, I met him over at Clubhouse, actually. So he's really active in the NFT scene. So if you're familiar with Clubhouse, when you go there, it's always like just a few topics. It's either NFT or dating or anything related to startup and tech. But AJ here, he has been running rooms. And yeah, I reached out to him and wanted to see if he can we can bring him in to the podcast so we, we can talk about what he's doing, especially with his recent drop with Apple the app. So um, AJ here, he is a self-taught graphic designer, art director, and illustrator who has worked on experiential, digital, web mobile, and integrated campaigns for brands all over the world. And he has designed for and collaborated with brands Nike, Jordan, Adidas, and a multitude of smaller independent brands. So I'm not going to read Mr. AJ Dimaruko. Thank you for being here at Wicked Thoughts. Hi, AJ. Uh, thank you for having me. I was losing you My a bit pleasure. there, but then, yeah, but I, but I, but I, but I can hear you now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, AJ, kindly introduce yourself to our listeners and to our audience here at Wicked Thoughts. Yeah, like uh, like you said, um, from my bio, I've uh, I basically done a lot of things in my career as a creative. <laughs> um, I'm a self-taught designer, illustrator, like you mentioned. Uh, and I've worked with uh, in different un- industries from initially as in web design and then working in advertising and then being a freelance creative and designer since 2008 wow. um, mostly in the apparel space um, working with with big brands and clients and mm. then this year discovering nfts and and uh, sort of experimenting with that world as well um, mm. but over the course of my career i've really been about um, sharing and showcasing our, our talent our filipino talent all over the world uh, first through through my own career and trying to put myself out there on the on the map and working with big brands in the US and then now doing a lot of things to help more Filipinos also do the same thing uh, whether mm-hmm. through um, the organization that we started called the Communication Design Association of the Philippines uh, where mm-hmm. we work with a lot of government um, mm-hmm. policies and like in I guess in a way for the bigger picture of what design and what design can bring to our country and to our to our uh, Filipino uh, talents and then through a platform that I a startup that I joined a couple of years I said a year, maybe a year ago uh, called um, artforce.com mm-hmm. where we, we we sort of bring jobs to uh, the Filipino talents in the creative space, sort of like um, a Fiverr, but dot com, but not cheap. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's 
design jobs, illustration jobs, but not $5 work. We're trying to up the quality and the cost of uh, hiring a Filipino talent. Mm-hmm. And then I also do um, this f- Facebook group that I started called Filipino Nomads Creative Network. It's a mm-hmm. group where I just share job ads and gigs and clients that I see all over the internet that I am not um, that I cannot do or I'm not uh, qualified to do. So I, sh- I try to share with uh, around 4,000 right. other Pinoys who are part of my group. So, mm-hmm. yun, it's really, really trying to bring more creative opportunities to, to our countrymen here in the Philippines. Which is yeah. really a great cause. No? How, how long mm-hmm. have you been in this career again? So I started in 2001 technically as my first job. So I mm-hmm. was... I was supposed to be a. I studied engineering in college and never finished it. Oh, you were because, engineering. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was studying industrial engineering, so parang management engineering. So, mm-hmm. because my parents wanted me to be like my kuya, <laughs> who was <laughs> smart and had all the honors, um, and so I studied that, but I also didn't really want that. And but didn't had no confidence to pursue what I wanted, and then discovered uh, Photoshop in the '90s, Photoshop Four, and then that's when I really opened up uh, a Pandora's box of what a Pandora's what can, box, <laughs> yeah, of what can be how what it can be to be a creative person to experiment to learn. Uh, so yeah, so technically my career has spanned almost. Yeah, I guess more than 20 years now. Or 20 years. That's amazing, yeah. Huh? yeah. And quite interesting because you said na it opened up a Pandora's box. Your discovery of Photoshop itself. So basically, in college, you were doing engineering, but mm-hmm. you didn't know that your heart was really in design until you discovered yes. Photoshop. Yun ba? Yes, because I, I, I knew I had some talent as a kid. I was drawing ah. and all that. And then, and then I was, you know, in art class doing well and sort of like a teacher's favorite. Parang ganon. Oh, and then, wow. But never really pursued it as, as a career. Because mm-hmm. in the 80s, 90s, that wasn't parang a career. Diba? Parang that's a hobby. Ama. Uh, so, and then my parents were, uh, I was also in a band. So a lot of creative outlets. In a band, wow. <laughs> uh, parang all the creative outlets, drawing, in a, playing in a band. But I never really thought about it seriously. As Although I wanted to, I didn't get that kind of support in a sense na, oh, you can do that or you, you should pursue that. So mm-hmm. it was more of you should get a decent college degree and a college course that will guarantee you a job so that was the that was the whole uh, story of at back then that was the narrative that was given to me as a, as a young you know 16 17 year old kid that's true so yun, hindi ko talaga alam na. <laughs> i didn't have the that kind of encouragement and confidence to pursue yeah. what i wanted Especially when it comes to parents, no, where they tell us that, siguro back then, 80s, 90s, 
they would give you parang peg na career and then tell you, okay, you should be like this, you should be like that. Diba? So, it's understandable you discovered it like after. So, what happened? After you discovered Photoshop and then you started designing, did you re- did you like imagine that you would go into the creative space and that would be your actual job? Was it your first job ba after yeah. college? So, I, I spent eight years in college. Uh, three of those years playing around, fooling around with Photoshop and, and discovering the internet. So when you mm. discovered the internet and Photoshop at the same time, parang it's uh, it was really Pandora's box and it was really a whole new world. And uh, can you imagine the forum, diba? Yes. Parang <laughs> create gifs and like fan art. I'm not sure, but that's that's how it, it was. Yeah, it was all googling and no no googling yet. But no googling. Was, yeah, just uh, what was this like? Uh, Lycos. Uh, Yahoo, oh. Ask Jeeves, oh. those were the yeah, old, really old school. Um, oh my God, nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, really old school. Um, they were just more of directories, online directories, diba? It wasn't really like a real search, you know, yet. So, mm-hmm. so it was. So it took me about three years within all those eight years of basically not going to class, uh, <laughs> pretending to go to class, and then. Staying at home, telling my parents I don't have class today, or you uh-huh. know, uh, so I'm just ex- I was experimenting on Photoshop and then the internet, learning how to do tips and tricks, and nice. then learned like HTML and web design, and that really was the thing that opened an opportunity for a job because I made a couple of websites, uh, my own portfolio That's website, amazing. yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then a website about ERAP at the time. Just like really funny stuff. <laughs> really stupid stuff as like stupid things that kids would do and experiment on. And then, and that's how I got uh, a job opportunity at a startup to do web design, mm. to do websites for corporate clients. Galing. It's so, corporate. Yeah. Yun yung, ano, yun yung, yun yung naging Pandora's box siya kasi I had to I tell my parents the truth about not going to school and then oh gosh how did and they then take wanting that to, wanting to be a web designer they didn't take it well <laughs> <laughs> they the, there was a lot of shouting and a lot of uh, arguing and um and then <laughs> receiving hopefully they didn't know, kick you out <laughs> no 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 man a lot of disappointment <laughs> a lot of disappointment <laughs> on their part and a lot of that is not going to work. That is a future oh, that will not uh, succeed. Uh, you will oh. fail. Um, that is, yeah, basically all the things that you can hear to, to not pursue. But I was pretty sure about that. I was sure that I, that's what I wanted to do. So I guess that really made me grow up in a sense. <laughs> Kasi, oh. yeah, parang it was the most adult thing I did that. My, one, of, one of the most adult things in my life that I said, oh. no, this is, I, I'm, I'm good in school and then I'm doing web design full time and then that's that. Parang ganun. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. So, pag startup siya, back then, talagang you went to an office, may yes. yung setup sila din. Yes. We, as in literally, they were just forming the company and then uh-huh. they were hiring web designers and then they were hiring developers um, nice. to make 
those are weekend programmers and all that. So, and then hiring marketing people to look for clients and all that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun, a very fun time kasi para siyang, you know, like a new office and then we had to paint the walls, we had to Imagine. make the logo. So, parang, parang you're joining a show na parang startup show. <laughs> Tapos, you know, they, they gave you all the bells and whistles parang foosball table, mga ganang classic, uh, you know, bean bags and foosball tables and and drinking. And you were beer young anytime. then. Yeah, you were young then for sure. And then, diba, Like you are yeah. at that stage na bata pa. Mga, it's like impressionable. Not so young in a way. Parang twenty four. I guess it's a bit young. Yeah, I guess twenty four, oh. twenty five. Um, and the rest of your classmates back then, diba? Like engineering ka, tapos you you went into an agency like a website design, doing website mm. design. Website development. How, yeah, how are your other I, classmates taking it? I didn't want to see them because parang I was sort of like a failure in a sense. Parang oh, nagbigya ako, nagbigya ako, and <laughs> uh, parang I didn't want to show myself. Because oh. um, I just left school, <laughs> and then they were getting all these offers from like Unilever and all that. And so I was pretty, I was pretty depressed that in a way, but also happy that I was pursuing something that I wanted. Pero it took me a while to parang get the confidence to... I'm sure my friends were didn't really mind, you know. <laughs> parang they weren't really judging me. But then I was insecure about that for a while. Um, na parang sila sa Shell, nasa, you know, Shell Batangas, Ooh. getting paid <laughs> good money. Parang off the bat, you know, 60,000, ganyan, mga sweldo nila. Uh, Mm-hmm. And 20 years ago, mga ganun, mataas na yun. So, For sure. Oh. Yeah. So, yung mga ganun. So, it took me a few years to really gain some. Maybe until I went to Ogilvy after a Ayan. couple of years. Art uh, director. Yeah. So, you were immediately hired as an art director when you went to Ogilvy. Wow, ha? Yeah. Parang I was, parang not just an art director. It was really a position to grow the Amazing. The, the digital department kasi wala pa silang digital capability. So, right. they tried I think a few times and then and then when they hired me, that's when we really grew the the di- digital offering of Ogilvy in the Philippines and that was the hyper growth and then working wow. with yeah, Nike and Nokia and Canon and you know, Nestle and Unilever, like the really big brands that we started oh. to work with their websites at that time. It was just websites. Um, it wasn't really, they, they weren't really big yet on like digital marketing and all that. Oh, parang, oh. We, parang they just knew. The no, presence. Oh, yeah, they just knew. Parang the question was, oh, do we, we need a website. Okay, let's have, let's have a website. <laughs> we need solution so, always to make a website. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the old school parang. Very, yeah. And then all of these, like most of the work that you created at Ogilvy, um, it won awards then. Yeah, there were a few that won awards, uh, mostly in the digital space. And mm-hmm. then I did some like a direct marketing um, package for BMW that, that won an award. So. Mm-mm. Yeah, but not just mine. A lot of the the whole agency also was award winning. 
outside of my oh. own work. Um, uh, yeah, back back in those days when I was around, they're still pretty. I know they're still pretty good right now. And For sure, yes. Yeah, it's they're one always of the top agency, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. So they're digital. They're one of the best digital parang agencies in the Philippines. And, they are. And, they are. Yeah. <laughs> And not not really ano, anymore, not of my own doing. I was just part of the first parang run, the first parang foundations for... For, uh, for digital, for them. For, well. Yeah, for the digital offerings. Mm. And within this time, I'm sure you've seen the growth of the industry as well. You've seen uh, mm. people grow from like, traditional to digital. Is that what motivated you to start this um, Communication Design Association of the Philippines? What problem did you see back then? We started that a few years ago. Because me and a couple of like old old timers like myself, oh. uh, like Joey Alviar of Team Manila, and then there's uh, Dan Matutina, who's much younger than us, though. Mm. Um, he's also a very well. He's a very well-known illustrator and designer here, who's done a lot of work uh, for big global brands, also like uh, the Googles, the Facebooks, the Pinterest of this world is very, you know, very humble, but also very quite prolific. So, parang we've always had discussions before, along with um, Angel Guerrero of Adobo Magazine. Parang, yeah, we should start something, you know, help the industry because all these groups in the Philippines they already have their own groups, like the Fashion Design Association or something, the Gamers, you know, Association, the the Architects Association, you know, the furniture design, blah, blah, blah. They're all <laughs> represented by a group, but there was advertising. They have their own group. So there was none that really focused on design. Mm-mm. So parang we've always thought of creating at least uh, a group that that thought about the industry as a whole for, mm-hmm. for the Filipinos. So, mm-hmm. so when we did that, we finally did that a few years ago. And then, parang the purpose was to work on, like, I guess, top. what's happening now is, like, parang top-level kind of um, uh, policies that, that mm-hmm. help the, the industry. So, for example, we, we work a lot with um, the Design Center of the Philippines. So, mm-hmm. so now, um, we're doing... Uh, what do you call this? It's a parang a mapping of the industry. So right. mm-hmm. parang a, it's a survey so and a questionnaire. It's happening parang, right now? It's happening. Um, ah. Then people are trying to figure out how big is this industry? How can we help? And then we were also involved with uh, before before even forming that parang working with um, the senator, uh, I think, Gingon at that time, parang to pass a law, a design law. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we're also working with the congressman of the Venetia to help with passing of the freelance, um, parang freelance laws to protect freelancers right. in the Philippines. So things like that, uh, they're, they're not very like, parang, parang high profile in a sense na... <laughs> You know, like branding projects. We're it's more instrumental. Like, yeah, it's more like we're, we're in the back, mm. you know, parang 
background trying to to better the industry and help protect Uh-oh. the people who are working so oh yeah and it's all voluntary and it's all kami kami lang trying to yeah trying mm-hmm. to do what we can um to to help the oh pero back then, what's the common problem across, you mentioned nga, freelancers in design, di ba? That's so what one, was the common yeah. problem? Mm-mm. That's one problem, which is yung, like last year, which was the biggest case, parang how, how do you protect freelancers during a COVID, di ba? Or one, one problem is, uh, why do freelancers uh, get paid after six months or one year and di parsa na babayara? <laughs> Grabe yan? Oh, really? that's a com- oh, yeah, that's a, such a common thing. Uh, I don't know if huh. it's ha- it happens in Cebu, but in Manila, it happens a lot in, in many industries. Really? Uh, yeah, bayad na lahat. Uh, yung production company, hindi pa rin bayad. Uh, nagahabol pa rin after ah. a year. Uh, or yung freelancer, nagahabol pa rin after six months. And then, magkano ba yung check eh? Two, five. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, it's a... It's yeah. There's this. It's a it's a nightmare, I guess, for some. So things like that. You know, those are um, problems that are that shouldn't be happening. Um, and then also uh, opportunities to to also work for clients abroad. Um, I think mm-hmm. one time the point of us also working sana with Saitem was to also help parang um, promote the Philippine creative industry in other places. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. parang so I don't know what's happening on that end if if they're pushing through with that. Um, kasi nga na COVID when we were talking to them. Parang yung going to all these uh, shows abroad to showcase basically Uh-oh. Philippine talent in the creative industry. So uh, but I think the whole COVID situation derailed that. So Uh-oh. hopefully it will happen. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of issues that we are trying to tackle from a, a big picture perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, those are just some that are that we have talked Amazing. about. Amazing. Yeah, I'm amazed that you do a lot of community work. And even until now, I think that's what you're doing as well with the NFT, right? With the NFT community because it's like it's something quite brand new. And it's something that perhaps not a lot of designers or businesses understand. How did you go about yes. dabbling into NFT, which is I'm sure you are, you know, yeah. you were the first to announce the first Mint Fund. I was so amazed by that. So how did you get started with NFTs? Yeah, just like you, that's how, just like how we met on on Clubhouse. That's how on I Clubhouse discovered. then. Yeah, that's how I same with Kai. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh. how I met Sky, and then that's how I met him because he is super helpful. Uh, I mm. was in one of those rooms, the NFT rooms, and then just said that I was in the Philippines, that I was trying to learn what NFTs are, blah blah blah, and then and then parang I was so curious to because remember I was a designer in the nineties. I was dabbling in Photoshop, and a lot of my work was oh. primarily digital. So. Mm-hmm. It was Photoshop parang files. That was my output. It was my canvas, basically, for right. my work. But it wasn't really something that I 
considered na parang I want to sell digital art. I mean, you know what I mean? Parang I had to, although I wanted to do that, I, I had to learn like another skill like web design or graphic design so I could be hired as a designer. So when mm-hmm. I discovered NFTs and Clubhouse this year, probably at the end of January, I, I realized na parang this is the, this is the, parang the, 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 the medium upon which I can really explore my creativity because it's parang I create my work digitally then, then for NFTs to allow to sell digital files and works. Parang to me, that was the perfect <laughs> marriage and parang I didn't have it to... It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. parang I didn't have to put my value on something else. Like I had to be doing something tangible like a physical, you know, packaging or like a like a mm-hmm. design on a t-shirt. Although I love those things, you know, parang NFTs parang made me parang consider na uh, it, this is the native format of your work. Right. So why, mm-hmm. why not be able to sell your work digitally as well? So In, a, in that format. Uh-oh. Yes, in the digital format and in the digital realm. And so it really opened my eyes and then I, dove deep into the rabbit hole sort of like a pandora's <laughs> box as well another Photoshop. pandora's box yeah <laughs> uh, and then just chaos and just learning and um and just you know absorbing and then and then getting uh, fun meeting uh people like sky and then meeting somebody uh who's uh who was a collector pala in the philippines his name is gabby uh-huh. Dizon. yeah he's yeah, a main, gabby right yeah, Gabby Dizon and, and Colin Goltra. Yeah, right. so as you know, they're pretty big collectors. And uh, I call them whales, but they don't want to say that they're big whales. They're, <laughs> they're small whales. And then so Gabby said, you know, I'll help you. I'll, I'll buy your NFTs. Just make them, you know. And then he was pushing me and I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> After like two weeks on Clubhouse, he said, you know, if you stick on Clubhouse, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, nothing's oh. gonna happen to you. Just, just make your NFT. So, so na challenge siya ako, challenge siya ako in the next. So, <laughs> so parang okay, fine. I'll, I'll drop them after two weeks after his offer, and then so I, and then he bought one, and then two people, other people bought, and then so he came up with the idea of. You know, AJ, you're, you're connected to the industry. You know, some creatives. Can you... Right. Why don't mm. I give you, like, a fund? Why don't I start a fund? Uh, me and Colin will start a fund worth one point something ETH. At the time, 100,000 pesos. Parang will help mint... Yeah, mm-hmm. we will help pay for the gas fees of Filipinos that you invite to create their NFTs, their first NFTs. So... Mm-hmm. And that fund grew to 7.5 ETH or 8 ETH at, at one time, parang 1.5 billion pesos. That we, oh, that, wow. Yeah, that I, that I have to give away. Um, parang hindi mm-hmm. siya ubos kasi there's still 7 ETH pa rin. So I need to be, yeah, I need to Until now? Grabe. <laughs> yeah, kasi nagmumura rin yung gas fees. Minsan, alam mo yun. Oh, so, that's true. So mm. the, the, the spending, I need to yeah, spend basically is not as fast as you know. So, so I. But you've helped. Oh, oh. So yeah. from from the first mint fund, definitely you helped a lot of artists as well get into NFTs. 
yeah, so funding far, their gas fees. Mm-hmm. Yes, so far we've paid about 30 plus artists from the Philippines and wow. uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore so far. Uh, they, they wanted to, you know, include Southeast Asian, other Southeast Asian countries, but, yeah, but primarily Filipinos because that's the, that's the network that I have. Pero we do have a, uh, like a lot already, I think, from Indonesia as well. So, so yeah, we've been trying to help the artists out here because uh, when you create NFTs, but the gas fees are pretty expensive. So, oh, so oh, for plus the, the dollar exchange price and to our favor. So yeah, it it's it's helped a few ano uh, artists. Even there's some that have sold uh, quite well at also. So that's and who uh, are the most. Oh, oh, it really, it's really cool what you're doing. I'm amazed because when we were in Clubhouse, that was like March. Tapos ngayon, mm. it's just a few months after you've grown this fund into that huge, you know, thing that has helped a lot of artists. So, yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, it was really them that really started it, uh, Colin and uh, Gabby. But I'm just really the messenger and, you know, I try to help with the actual paying them and sending them the MetaMask. And, uh, I mean, setting, sending them the Ethereum in their MetaMask wallets. And, um, Which is really yeah, confusing, I tell you. Like, it's not, it's not easy to do that. For me, because huh? I'm not well-versed it, in crypto. It's a bit hard. It's quite oh. hard uh, for me as well because I was new to it. So I had to mm. do a lot of Googling and YouTubing and, and to also figure it out for myself. And I'm not saying I'm also an expert in it. I'm also still learning, right? Like being in a rabbit hole, it's always you're you're diving and going deeper and deeper and trying to learn. Right? So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting empty <laughs> journey so far. Grave. Oh, oh. Tapos, who was your most notable sa first mid fund? I'm wondering, like, what stories, like, what specific artists? Oh, you should check support. out uh, definitely Sevi. Sevi. Sevi loves art on Twitter. Oh yes, and, yes. Uh, I'm chatting story. with April. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you know April now. So I've chatted with her. Yep. <laughs> did you meet? Did you meet her through um, Clubhouse as well? Hindi. Sa ano lang? Twitter lang din. Oh, Kasi Twitter. I, I follow yeah. you, tapos si, si Goltra, and then Gabby Dizon, and then of course, nandun si Sevi. So, yeah. Sevi's yes. mom is apparently the one managing his yeah, account si, din. Oh. Si April and the April and Sevi team are amazing. Uh, mother oh, and son yeah. team. Because <laughs> Sevi's so talented. So, he was one of the he first is. parang artists that we supported and coming from a traditional background. And and then his mom, April, is super supportive and working on all the, you know, putting putting stuff on the on the platforms and then right, doing, all the, right. doing all the MetaMask things. Parang she was also quite scared Sticky, about, huh? wow. you know. <laughs> no, she was also quite confused. And so we were, oh. I was also trying to help her and I wasn't even really that experienced <laughs> on the platform that they put the work on. So I was also asking other people or, um so <laughs> yeah that that was a very very wonderful story because uh, Sevi it is uh, as you know has has autism mm-hmm. and so the mm-hmm. nfts funds also help him with his own mm-hmm. art therapy you know 
uh, fees and all that. So that's one. And then there's there's one Filipino as well, the Alarcon brothers. They they mm. they minted and then um uh they're 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 pretty I think they're quite successful in the traditional art world here. They've already gone to uh, the UK, I think, to exhibit. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're they're a group. They're essentially brothers. I don't know how many. And then somebody was, I think, bidding. Parang there was a bidding war on their works, and mm-hmm. they they sold quite well. And then there was another one in Malaysia. I think she was in Malaysia. Si mm-hmm. Roro, si Ro- si Rochelle. Um, I forget her last name. Rochelle dropped with us and then I think her there was also a bidding war on her on wow. her artwork. <laughs> so when so when an artist like drops oh, oh. yeah so when they when someone buys their NFT you're like you have a drop and then you buy it right the digital artwork do they also get the offline version? I don't know. I know it's a stupid question, but <laughs> I'm just the curious. The physical they version. Also, oh, oh, the physical version. Do they buy that as well? As That's separate. Siya? Not necessarily. It's really up to the artist the and the collector. Ah. Yeah, it's mostly you're owning the the digital file. You're owning the 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 actual digital file of that nft so you're but some people offer like a physical equivalent like an actual painting or a print Mm. or or a digital file that is put on a uh like a picture frame you know to show the Mm. video and then you know like a video picture frame um like a digital picture frame basically some some artists do that yeah Mm -hmm. It really depends on how you want to execute it, diba? As the as the artist, yep. on selling the NFT. I see. Yeah, is it's this, purely uh... your choice. Yeah. And Uh-oh. some some buyers actually don't want to get that anyway. They some of them don't. <laughs> Parang they all, all they want is the digital file. They they right. don't. Yeah, they don't need the physical mm-hmm. uh, product or art. So I'm wondering, for for the likes of Goltra and like Gabby Dizon, how do they? How do they showcase the things that they buy? Like the stuff they bought. They, For example, they bought your NFT. Like how do they, do they have their own art gallery? How does that usually work? They do like have it, their own art art gallery. It's called Nara Gal- Gallery and it's on oh, the Metaverse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's on the Metaverse. Ah. So it's really, it's quite Is that open for everyone? Like yeah. for me, I want to see, like I want to see the, the, the gallery. How do I do that? Yeah, I forget the actual. If you go to Nara Gallery on Twitter, you'll see the address. Ah, of the, it's it's basically huh. on the central land. The central land is a game where you can buy land, and mm. then so they they bought virtual land and then created an, a gallery on the virtual land that they own, and the virtual land does and costs a lot of money as well. <laughs> hey, so they, okay. Yeah, so they <laughs> bought re, they bought like. They bought real land on the in the digital game, basically. Um, real land on the digital game. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote, quote unquote, real land. So, parang because they also had to pay for the land, and the land was quite expensive. So, so and then so what did they do? They put the their 
the gallery Art there, and then mm-hmm. they dis- exhibited the works that they bought, their collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think Gabby also, I don't know about Colin Goltra. Gabby, I know, bought some frames, like digital frames, and mm-hmm. I think he bought a digital TV frame as well, the Samsung, Samsung frame, I think. I think. Uh, it's 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 basically a huge TV that looks like a like a picture, an art frame. So, I think that's how I'll he also this. Dis- yeah, I think that's also how he displays the work, along with their online art gallery. Grabe. this is all mind blowing. Like for us who don't understand what's happening, it's like oh god. <laughs> This is a lot to take in, ba? Like you're not familiar, yeah. and then you have to understand. Like okay, buying a land in the digital, okay, like huge yeah. things you have yeah. to understand in this space. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, yep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's overwhelming, yon. That's is, a word. It is. It is, so yeah, it how is, did uh... you go about? Oh, oh, so with all this overwhelming things that has been happening past two years, I've been following your story, you've done, I mean, you've posted as well about um, Gabby Deason's work. My game siya. They have that. Yeah. Uh-oh, like, Nif- I forgot, I forgot the name. Ano ba yun? Uh, game Axie Infinity is the Axie, game. Axie, yes, yes. Yeah, they're, it's not their game, but it's the, they have a group called the Yield Um Guild Guild Games, right? They they support people who are work uh, playing this game called Axie Infinity. I see. I, I thought game niya yun. So no, they're he, part. Mm-mm. He does own a um a game development studio, but this right. isn't their game. Ah. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm right. I have to double check, but I, I, it's not. I don't think it's his game. It's. Uh-oh. Yeah, he but he is a big supporter of Filipinos who play the game because they are it's an NFT game. It's an NFT game that's Uh-oh. on the blockchain mm-hmm. where you can you can basically play and then earn uh, points within the game that you can convert into uh, cryptocurrency, which then you can convert into fiat or pesos or dollars mm-hmm. or whatever. So mm-hmm. so a lot of Filipinos already. If you watch the the short documentary about the story of uh, the people in Nueva Ecija who were Nueva affected by, yeah, by the pandemic and they discovered this game and they started oh. earning. And then so this whole town of uh, 100 people already were <laughs> playing the game and making, you know, making a living basically just playing the game. And in mm. fact, my when I learned about this, I was also... Asking Gabby about that for my own son because he wanted to do gaming as well. And so mm. I bought uh, assets from Gabby worth 40,000 pesos within the game. <laughs> and then and then my son uh, has been playing it for a, over a month and has made, uh, I think, 25,000 to 30,000 pesos. So, yeah, so he's... How is your investment? Yeah, He's maybe another month or another half month. He can pay pay me back, and then and then he he's continued to he'll continue to to play the game to basically have an income for himself because he's twenty one years old and he Mm -mm. he's about to he's graduating soon and Mm -mm. 
and okay. he wants to do gaming. He wants to do gaming. So <laughs> I will check this out for my kid as well because he's he's really interested in going into NFTs. And I told him about Axie. I told him like, oh, yes. there's a game you can earn, but I don't know how yes. to start actually. And it's also a deep. Oh. It's also a deep thing. Hmm. It's also a deep process um, because uh, there's a lot to learn in it. Eh? So even oh. my son had to. Siguro for the first two weeks, he was just trying to figure it out, trying to learn it. I ah. said there's, um, there's a noise. Eh? There's. It's also new, di ba? Kasi it's it's NFT on the blockchain, so you also they have to op- you have to open your wallet, you have to Uh-oh. buy Uh-oh. buy these axes, and you have to buy them in in crypto. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. so so you have to have a startup fund for that as well. Like the how much yeah, was that? Eight hundred dollars, right? Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, about eight hundred. So that's the startup money. I have to have that before I get yeah, you, him into Axi. That amount, that's yeah. That amount changes, yeah. It used to be a lot smaller, but now it's pretty high. Expensive, so, grabe. So, yeah. So now what they do offer is like um, some of these people who are into this game for a while already. They offer um, what they call scholarships. So they oh. basically pay. They already own the axes, and they allow you mm-hmm. to play with the axes. Mm-hmm. And then you, they. And then whatever you earn, basically you they earn you paid well. you paid you paid them back. So sort of like wow. what I did for my son. Parang he's my scholar. Mm. Basically, I paid for the ah. axes, and then he's playing them so he can pay me back. And then eventually, right. he can we can both earn. But that all goes to him now because that's his son and I. Uh-oh. Um, I want to do that. Okay, I'll message yeah. you later. <laughs> go, go, go. As in, there's interesting. Grabe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they can be there. They a lot of people have scholars na kasi they they hire mm. people to play for them. Parang ganon they. Ah, Because you can't play all the axes all the time. Eh. Parang I mean you can. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Because when you say play, what does play mean here? You play the right? game. You play Uh-oh. a game, and then you when you. Like any game, like there. What are, is it like are, racing? Parang Pokemon ganyan? What's the uh, closest? Ano? I think what they say it's a bit like Pokemon, where it's a cute. I don't know Pokemon also, eh, so they say it's okay. like Pokemon. So, <laughs> so these are cute characters, the axes, Mm-mm. which have special powers. And then ah. when you play against other players or the computer, they can, mm-hmm. they can, they have to go up against other axes. In a way, I guess against other Uh-oh. Pokemon characters. So, mm. and each character has a unique trait and a unique skill and strength and etc. So, if you can play the game and earn points by beating the computer or other people, then you earn you earn coins. I think you earn uh, or coins. They call the token uh, the SLP, uh, which is the Smooth Love Potion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. so the, those are the that's the currency. Like those are the tokens. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's the token. And then convertible na din siya. Yes. So the SLP is equivalent to say one SLP is is 7 pesos for example. Parang ganun. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. So, yun. Once you earn so on you earn, SLP, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you earn a 1000 SLP, then you have uh, 7000 pesos. So, ganun. Galing. So, so, <laughs> So that's how so the you, people in Nueva Ecija earned from Axie. Yeah, so I haven't have seen the it. documentary yet. You I, should I watch it. Yeah, I yeah, will. Yeah. 
you can use a phone. I think my son uses a laptop, a computer. So I think ah. those people in Mabaisiha just play with their phones. Eh. So, with their phones. So, yeah. mm. Sige, sige. I'll check this out. So yun, yung pinaka highlight for this interview. How did you go about collaborating with Apple the app? That was so amazing. Ah, yeah. Kasi, um, so I was into NFTs, right? And then I Uh-oh. was posting about it and then all these things. And then see, Apple kasi was, he's also parang a big proponent of the Filipino creative talent, right? So yes, yes. a couple of years ago, he sponsored along with uh, the school uh, Thames International here in Quezon City um, mm-hmm. and uh, along with the British Council and then DTI in the Philippines, the Design Center. There was a program. Um, it's, like a, it's like a postgraduate pro- program for creative people like myself to learn about business skills. Mm-mm. So Apple was and Apple the app and his foundation uh, sponsored uh, scholars uh, and I was mm-hmm. one of the scholar oh, scholars. Mm-mm. So so he sponsored people to this to this program, um, and and then that's how I reconnected with him and his team. And one of our my one of the teachers there in that school and that program was Apple's parang a friend of Apple. So mm. when she got back to the US, we always kept in touch. Mm-mm. And she was a parang she's an art person, eh? so she was a um, consultant to one of the uh, platforms that we uh, one of the NFT platforms. Uh, and that's where we dropped our collaboration. So mm. so that school and that program in Thames was my connection to Apple. And then Mm-mm. through through the teacher who was his friend. So so parang sabi niya, AJ, you, I know you're now into NFTs. So Apple is dropping an NFT and he wants to collaborate with the Filipino. So parang oh. it, just, it just all made sense. Kasi I was in a school uh, as a scholar to his program. And then now Grabe. I'm into NFTs. So all the, the, the dots were connected in a way, I guess. So <laughs> And he's releasing a new single and vid- music video this month and so that would uh, really be like the full circle of the, the NFT piece that we created together. I heard the preview of the song because it's just a few parang seconds right of the, a clip of the actual song. Yeah. So it's just a clip parang... so people haven't really heard it yet so parang Oh I want to so... hear it like I heard yeah. the clip it's so like nostalgic you know like yeah. It's quite catchy and there's a vibe. Oh, and so, it is. And so, there, yeah, we're hoping that when the video comes and the song comes, that people will, you know, uh, it will drive interest again to the to the to the NFTs. Because right now we uh, only have sure. sold a few pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an edition of eighty-eight, so konti palang mo so baka they wanna. Gosh, wanna I wish I was a the, collector. Yeah. Because it's like 15k, <laughs> diba, to buy. Yeah, mura pa yan, yeah. It's a bit cheap. Mura pa yan. Mura na yan. Kasi may mga NFTs, diba, na 50k, 50k. Oo. Grabe. Na-amaze ako sa story mo na, ano, like, it, 
it came for full circle for you being a scholar, doing NFTs, yeah. and now collaborating with Apple. I don't know if you 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 um what you call that believe this, but do you believe in serendipity? I have to ask this question now, because yes, like yes, putting together everything. Wow, it's yes. just amazing. What do you think about oh, yes. that? Because some of us like don't believe. I I know some friends. They would tell me like I don't believe in serendipity. Like everything has to be planned out and structured and all that. But what do you think about that? Like especially what's happening with you. I believe in both. Uh, I believe in both <laughs> of those things. Uh, actually, uh-huh. serendipity and and luck is a result of direct work. Ayon. So so if you think about luck, there's a concept called the luck surface area. So mm-hmm. if you do the work. That think of that think of it as a like a rectangle or a square, right? So mm-hmm. if you if you do the work, that the amount of work you do is like the the y-axis, right? So mm-hmm. and then the or the height of your rectangle or square, mm-hmm. and then the the promotion and talking about the work and sh- showcasing the work is your x-axis. Ah. So you can't just do the work and expect to to find luck. So you have to talk about the work, uh, share your work, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go to platforms to showcase your work and tell their story. The way we're, I'm telling my story now. Um, so <laughs> which I the, appreciate. <laughs> yeah. So the bigger the the x-axis and y-axis, the bigger the square or the rectangle is, and that is where luck happens. So uh, and that is where the serendipity happens. So if I didn't say, if I didn't say I want, if I didn't attend the school or the program, I could have not attended it. Because right. I felt yeah. like I was I was okay naman in my career. I was, you know, learn. I I I knew some things naman, but mm-hmm. I took the opportunity and then to be a scholar and then learn new things and then meet new people and then. So the more I exposed myself, the, the more I put myself in situations where I can be lucky and serendipitous oh. things can happen. So yun. So essentially, you are you are making your own serendipity. But there oh are God. things, yeah, it's beyond your control, but you're setting yourself to have serendipitous moments. That's what my career has been, basically. So yun, and... parang all my me working with Adidas, the Nikes of this world, those are all serendipitous moments that I had set up for myself to occur without me planning them directly. Gets po? <laughs> Parang it wasn't yes. directly planned, <laughs> but I did the things for it to become a lucky thing. Parang ganun. Yeah, and, and that's the wicked thought of Mr. AJ Di Marukoto, <laughs> diba? <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell I have to show this episode to my friends to be honest because some of them they don't really believe in serendipity. So AJ yeah. I really appreciate you telling your story. Would you want to do a plug about the work that you're doing now? What can we expect in the next few months from you? I'm sure you're going to have like a lot of surprising drops again. <laughs> it's just like in March and then you've done all these projects and all these announcements and amazing collaboration what's next for you um I have uh like well they, they can always follow me on my Instagram AJ Dimarukot or Twitter I, I post updates there on any if it's NFT related I post it there 
a lot of the design stuff that I do, I post it on Instagram. Um, I'm going to have a, I guess, like a, like a partnership. Again, this is another serendipitous no, project uh, with a, uh, a laptop brand, uh, basically, or a, ah. I guess uh, a tech company who does, does mm-hmm. a lot of computers, laptops, um, monitors that I've used for since 2008, I believe, yeah, or 2012. No, no, not 2008. So, a product that I've been using and then so we're doing a collaboration. That's another serendipitous thing na parang I was able to knock, knock on their doors as well and do, a, you know, work on a, on a thing together. So, watch out for that na lang on my <laughs> We on will. My Instagram. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of news in the next few months for sure. And thank you. Thank you, AJ, ha, for gracing our humble podcast and <laughs> being our guest for this. And I learned a lot from you this afternoon as well. And yeah, noted on serendipity. Yes. So thank you. Thank you so much. And AJ, thank guys, follow him me. on Twitter. He's also on Clubhouse. He's very active there. He opens rooms about NFTs and very helpful Um, to those who are new to this. So don't, you know, hesitate in asking him or reaching out to him. He's really, he's really a nice guy. Oh, yeah, and right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm also Cebuano, but I don't know how to speak it. Oh, you can visit soon in Cebu. Yeah. I need to visit oh. in Cebu. Yes. Oh. And then speak Bisaya. We'll teach yes. you. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> need to learn it. Well, yeah. Thank you, AJ. And thank you to okay, everyone who's listening in to this episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. That wraps up this episode from William Thoughts. Thank you to our sponsors, Growly Bro, Poly App, Hire You, 13 Media, and Content Dash. And to our podcast partner, The Company. Make sure to subscribe and join the host on Patreon at patreon.com slash player. That's patreon slash F-L-E-I-R-E for exclusive content. Tune in for more weekend conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.